I'd like to do a, less a quick review of uh, last week because, you know, we're into this series on the book of Acts. And they're teaching us so much. Our early brothers and sisters are teaching us so much about multiplication and how to grow. Because in every situation that they find themselves in, even when they're at peace, at rest, or in when they're in great, great um, being, uh, what's that word that I am looking for? Persecuted. Thank you. Hard being me sometimes. Uh, so they're either in this great persecution or this, they have a time of rest. They're always growing. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what's going on in life. They're always growing. And we talked about a growth factor, something that God built into us on a cellular level. That a growth factor was a substance that's introduced to a cell that helps that cell grow, multiply, and join and adhere to another cell. It actually sends out a message, a signal that says, come over here, join this cell, because it's going to be good for you if you do so. And this is how multiplication happens on a cellular level. And that sounded like the church, that that was a perfect description of what was going on in the church. They were sending out a message, the message of Jesus Christ, and saying, come, come join us, because this is where life happens. This is where growth happens. So we talked about a growth factor. And then we started to talk about this one particular scripture, that talked about two different subjects. We went, Acts 9.31 was this. Then the churches throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace, and they were edified. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. We talked about the Greek word for walking was to, to follow someone, to take a, a trip, to travel, but to travel with someone that you're following. That, that you are actually aligning yourself with this person, with the way this person lives. And that's what that word walk means. That it's, it's not just taking a little trip down the path. It means that this is a purposeful walk. This is something you're doing on purpose. You're following someone, and you're aligning your life with this person. That's what that word walk meant. We talked about the fear of the Lord. That this, we were going to have such a reverence. It, it was more than respect. It was such a holy reverence. Such an overwhelming understanding of who God is. That there's some fear involved. That there's a... See how everybody just kind of quieted down right there? There's a hush that comes over you when you're in the presence of a holy God. That there's this thing that shakes you. There's this thing that, I use this word often, disturbs you, but in a good way. But they were walking in the fear of the Lord. They were walking in this great abandonment to God, that they had given themselves totally, devoted themselves to God. It was all in with God. And they were walking also with the comfort of the Holy Spirit. And how that word, comfort, was a call to, to draw people near. And to encourage people, but to encourage them with the mindset of persuading them that they can approach God. So these two things together is what they were walking in, and they multiplied. So I was thinking about the fear of the Lord more this week. I couldn't kind of shake what that really meant. And I said a statement last week. I said, you know, the church of uh, America has lost the fear of the Lord. We really have. And... Because of that, we see some of the issues that are happening in our nation today, okay, on, 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 on so many levels. 
And then I started to think about that a little bit more personal. Because, see, I'm part of that church of America. So I can't be excused from failing to understand or to truly walk in the fear of the Lord. See, I'm, I'm, I'm cultable too. I'm accountable to this too. Because I'm part of this church. The Church of, of America. The worldwide church for sure. So I started to think, okay, so personally, what does, what does this mean for me? To walk in the fear of the Lord. And how does this translate into my everyday life? Because it's a term that I think we're all a little bit still uncomfortable with. The fear of the Lord. Because doesn't perfect love cast out all fear? Doesn't know what the scripture says? Can't we boldly approach the throne of grace? Of course we can. We're supposed to. God wants us to. It's, it's something that he invites us into all the time. Come close. Come near. Come into my presence. But there's something about the fear of the Lord that is meant to be freedom for us. So I want to try to explore this a little bit deeper today. And, I, and you know, if you look into the scriptures, the, the, the phrase the fear of the Lord is used over 80 times. It's very important to God, the fear of the Lord. Moses, in Exodus 20, 20, says this. Moses said to the people, do not fear, for God has come to test you, that the fear of him may be before you, that you might not sin. God's really complicated. I can't figure him out. Can you? Don't fear. But God has come to test you. But the fear of him might be before you that it might not sin. Wait a minute. How can I be afraid and not afraid? What's up with God? What's he trying to say here? Now, those two words in the Hebrew, those two words for fear are two different words. Okay? They're two different words with a, with a different in, intention in those words. The first time where he's saying, you know, don't be afraid. He's saying, it's going to be okay. God is testing you, but there's a reason why he's testing you. There's a purpose behind his testing you. Don't be afraid of the process. Don't be afraid of what he's doing. Don't be afraid of your circumstances. Don't be afraid of where he's leading you to and leading you out of. Don't be afraid of this. He's doing this to test you because he wants to put the fear of him in you so that you don't sin. And that second word fear means, certainly means holy reverence. It really does. It means a holy reverence. But it also means to tremble with fear. So what is God saying here? Does he want us to be scared of him? No. But he wants us to understand who he is. The power that God contains... And listen to that statement. God contains his power. Because if he didn't contain his power, think of what would happen. What could happen. I got this thinking about, okay, so when were the times that I actually trembled before God? And I'm going off script here. but There were two experiences I would like to share with you right now. One time, Christy and I were were counseling someone. It was a, a very intensive Deep counseling. This is more than a few years ago. It was a three-hour-long session with someone. And 
we were leading this man through some serious things about his past and dealing with some serious issues. And God was speaking such specific words of love and comfort and forgiveness. And, and there was great freedom throughout this. This was, was highly resistant at the beginning of the three hours. By the end of the third hour, this, this man was crying, rejoicing, so happy to be free of this stuff that he was carrying for years. It was a wonderful experience. But the reason why we stopped wasn't because we were finished. I, I was. Because the, the Spirit of God came on me in such a way that I couldn't contain the Holy Spirit on me anymore. My physical body just could not handle it anymore. I ended up the council session, I was shaking. And I cried for about 15 minutes after this man left, just sobbing. Such was the, the trembling fear of the Lord, walking in his presence in such a close proximity. To probably one of the closest times that I can remember walking with him. And it undid me. But in a good way. The second time was even many years prior to that. I should say the first time because it happened many years ago. I was in the woods. I had just drunk an immense amount of alcohol. Just immense. I had seemingly passed out on the ground, and, and my friends carried in. We had a little cabin in the woods, and they threw me on a cot in the, in the cabin, but I had really not passed out. I was fully aware of my body. I just could no longer communicate, and my body couldn't move on its own anymore. And they threw me on the cot, and they went out to, to continue their, their party, and I was just laying there, and I obviously I had, I had been walking away from the Lord for, for some time. And as I lay there on this I felt my life slowly leave me. Starting at my feet, getting to my knees, getting to my waist, getting to my chest. And finally God spoke. He said, is this the way you want it to end? And I said, no. I, I don't want it to end this way. Please forgive me. And the trembling that was going on in my body at that time, even though you couldn't see it, but on the inside. I was, again, close to the presence of God like I've never been. But it was, in, it was like I could almost see not just the end of my life, but the end of my life. The fear and trembling that was happening on the inside was off the charts. So there's, there's, there's something in here that I think we just don't get. That somehow that when we, we talk about the fear of the Lord, we want us to think that that's, that's, that's a bad side of God. You know, and that's, that's, God's anger is, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't, can't deal with that. So we're going to just talk about God's love. Now, if you know me, you know I love to talk about the Father. I like to talk about God as Father because... That's how he expresses himself through Scripture more and more and time and time again. And his love is immense. But you know what? Even when God is angry, he is loving. And thank him that he is. So in that moment, in that time when my life was slowly leaving my body, and I was trembling before him, I felt his love. At that, you know, in this counseling session, and at the end of it, being so overwhelmed with, the, with the, his presence, it was because of love. God does nothing 
without love. Because he is. So with those kind of stories running around your head, I'd like to share with you a few things where I think God is talking about the fear of the Lord that will help us understand this concept a little bit more. Because I think walking in the fear of the Lord is, is a relational choice. I really do. We have to understand that this, this, this concept of walking in the fear of the Lord is meant to be an, a sold-out abandonment to His will. It is, it is falling before Him, saying, you know what, I am no longer my own because I am now yours. And with such reverence, such understanding that every, his, his presence in my life should change the way that I walk and change the way that I live, change the way that I talk, change the way that I think, change the way I express my emotions. It changes every aspect of my life. That's walking in the fear of the Lord. So nothing about my life is unchanged by His presence. Number one, the fear of the Lord is a gift from God. Did you realize that? It's a gift. God gives good gifts. Every good and perfect thing comes from God. Jeremiah 32, 38 through 40 says this. They shall be my people and I will be their God. Then I will give them one heart and one way. I think it's so kind of God to give us one way to him. People say, you know, there are many ways to God. That's unkind. That's confusion. That's awful. God gave one way. One way. That they may fear me forever. For the good of them and their children after them. And I will make an everlasting covenant with them that I will not turn away from doing them good. But I will put my fear in their hearts so that they might not depart from me. The goodness of God. They put the fear of God in us. So what? So that we're trembling before Him? No, so we won't leave Him. It's relational. He wants us with Him. It's... God doesn't want us to be afraid of Him so that we run from Him, so that we run to Him. It's part of His covenant. The Hebrew word for fear here means to be afraid, to revere, and to be awestruck. But because He is good. Because He is good. Not only for us, but for the generations that follow us. Our children. Those who are our parents. If you're spiritual parents to someone in the kingdom... Their generations get affected by this. People that you walk and talk to, people that you hand out Bibles to, get affected by this because you walk in the fear of the Lord. They cannot help be influenced towards the kingdom in some way. You can't help it. God gives us this great gift. The fear of the Lord is protection. Proverbs 14.26 In the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence. And his children will have a refuge. The word for strong here means a might, force, security, security. And the word for confidence here means a refuge, assurance, and security. And the word for refuge means shelter and a hope. And that that hope implies hope from a storm and, and from being deceived. And from being deceived. Just think of where we are in this nation at this time. 
every media, print, video, TV, radio, spoken word, whatever is, everything is full of deceit. There are lies upon lies upon lies told throughout this nation. Almost every political speech, every kind of organization that gives us some kind of talk, full of lies and deceit. The fear of the Lord protects us from that. The fear of the Lord protects us from that. And it gives us a strong confidence. A strong confidence. It keeps us doubly secure with a power that shelters us from the storm of lies and deceit of this world. Okay, number three. The fear of the Lord is a blessing. A blessing. Psalm 128, 1-4 says this. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in His ways. You shall eat at the fruit of, of the labor of your hands. You shall be blessed, and it shall be well with you. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine when in your house. Your children sh- would be like olive shoots around your table. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. The word for well here means favor. Favor. To have the best. To be bountiful. I don't know about you, that sounds like a real blessing to me. To have God's best. To be bountiful. To be well. To be bountiful in everything that we do. Everything that we touch. Everywhere we walk. That we will be well. In the fear of the Lord. Walking in the fear of the Lord is a relational goodness. With Him. It's powerful. Number four. The fear of the Lord leads us to life. This is one of my favorites. Proverbs 19.23 The fear of the Lord leads to life. And whoever has it, rest satisfied. He will not be visited by harm. We've been saying over and over since we began this series ten weeks ago that God wants us alive, He wants us free, and He wants us powerful. And I think this scripture talks to all of that because... Uh, See, the word for life here uh, means to be green, to be fresh, to be flowing. If you're flowing, you're giving out. It's flowing through you. It's giving out. See, that's what real life is. Being really alive isn't just that I get all the benefit. It's that my life produces benefit for others. Because I'm walking in the fear of the Lord. And it changes things when I do so. It changes me first. It's got to start here. But walking in... In freedom, walking in life, being powerful means that we influence others. We send out a message, a signal that causes growth in their lives. And causes them to want to join into the kingdom of God. This is the single, this is the message that, that this walking does. See, the word rest here means to stay permanently. So not only does it give us life, we could stay in that life permanently. Permanently sounds like a long time to me. It sounds like, wow, like forever. That we don't have to slip in and out of this. That this could be the way that we walk. Always. That this is not an impossibility. And, and because we're at rest, that means that this fear, this fear of the Lord, is freedom from other fears. See, if we're resting... We're trusting. And if we're trusting, we're not afraid. 
So this is, the fear of the Lord frees us from other fears. It's wonderful. It's powerful. So we could be boundlessly alive and not being taken over by evil because we walk in the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 22.4 says this about life. It says, The reward for humility and the fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. Now, it's not talking about your bank account, although it could. But what it talks about is that your life is so rich, so impacted by walking with God so closely that you are generous in the life that you have. That the riches of your life impacts others. See, this is relational. Walking in the fear of the Lord is relational. With God, it's always relational. Always relational. So the fear of of God comes through this knowing God, His ways, His heart, and His Son, Jesus, most of all. In Isaiah 11, we read this about the Messiah. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. Guess what? We're part of that fruit. We're part of that fruit. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Throughout the Proverbs and throughout the Psalms, you read about the fear of the Lord. Being, you know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It talks about the, the fear of the Lord bringing forth an understanding in you. That is knowledge. We already read that it's life. Verse 3 in, in Isaiah, Isaiah 11 says this. And his delight. And his delight. His joy. His pleasure. Shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see. Or decide disputes by what his ears hear. He's going to trust the spirit of God to lead him. He won't trust just the senses. But he will trust the spirit of the living God on him. Jesus, Jesus knew what it was as a human being to walk in the fear of the Lord. His example throughout scripture what is just awesomely how to relate to the Father and to walk in the fear of the Lord. Without hesitation. Without fear. But he did it. And that's our example. So a couple of questions as we just close up here today. A couple of questions just to ponder. When was the last time that you felt undone by God? That you trembled in His presence? When was the last time? Think back. Reflect during this week. Ask God to reveal something to you about that. Because it's, it's, it's crucial to understanding where you are and understanding walking in the fear of the Lord. It's what I had to do. It's a good exercise. It's a good exercise. The other question is, do we delight, like Jesus did, in the fear of the Lord? Do we take great pleasure in walking in such a way that we're in total abandonment to God? I'm not. I don't take delight. Not the way Jesus... Not yet. It's my, it's my goal. It's my, something I'm... Becoming more, saying, you know what, yeah, I I need that delight. I need the delight in the fear of the Lord. So that my life is radically changed by the way I love my wife, the way I love my kids, the way I love all of you, other people I encounter. But most, what's impacted is the way I love God. Because the way I love God influences all those things. 
So ask those questions in prayer, in your prayer times, in your worship times with God. Just ask, muse about them. Let the, open up the scriptures. Look up the other ones about, the other scriptures about, what does this mean to me, God? Ask that question. What does, what does it look like for, for my life? Help me to delight in this because I want to be alive and I want to be free and I want to be powerful. But you know what? This is a key for me. Because the fear of the Lord is, is life. It says, the fear of the Lord is life. I want to be alive. I want to be totally alive. I want every aspect of my life to be totally alive in God. So there is no doubt where I stand. And I have no problem in explaining where I stand. Because there's so much going on in my life. There's so much fruit happening in my life. There's so much cell division in my life. It's pretty clear to people who I'm walking with who I'm following, who I've aligned myself with, who I've stated by my life, by the the sound that my life makes, it's clear that there is a God that I fear because of His might, His power, His, His overwhelming, wow, awesomeness. But I'm not afraid to follow Him and be close to Him because He invites me in. Father, thank you for today. Thank you that we have an opportunity to learn more about your heart and that you are so free in explaining yourself to us. And you sent your Holy Spirit to to lead us into all truth. So we ask the Holy Spirit to, to quicken words to our hearts. Help us to, to dive into your word, to, to, to love diving into your word so that we might understand you more. Pray, Father, that you would help us understand what it means to walk in the fear of the Lord and not be afraid. Because only your spirit can teach us this. We thank you for loving us so well that your love is all-powerful. That there's nowhere we can go or hide that we escape your presence. I think the desire of our heart is to be close to you. And I pray that that desire will grow. That we, it would grow as individuals. It would grow as a, a small band of believers. It would grow in the Church of High Park. It would grow in the Church of New York. And it would grow in, in the American church. That somehow, Father, I believe you are working this into the hearts of your people to, to walk in the fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. So that we can be alive. That we can be free. That we can be powerful in you. And that we can send out a message that draws people into your kingdom. The message of your son, Jesus Christ. Bless everyone here today. Bless those who couldn't be with us today. I bless them in in your name. And I ask that you be with them during this week. That you will provide for them. That they will see your provision. And they will have grateful hearts for it. That you will help all of us respond to your leading. where Where you're calling us to. And that we will be faithful to that call. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.